Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of Transform Your Body, Transform Your Mind podcast. Um, so today I've got a guest who is Amy. Amy is a, a current client of mine, and she's going to be joining me on this new season. Um, so welcome, Amy. How are you doing? Hi, T. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm very, very well. Um, so I thought I would just sort of introduce you a little bit and then uh, you can give us a bit of background on yourself and then we can sort of dive into some topics that we uh, had for today's episode. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, so Amy's a current client of mine. She's been working with myself for the last 10 weeks. Uh, she's well... a nurse in the NHS. Obviously, she'll elaborate on that in a moment. Um She's got quite a, a vast training history, if, if I'm right in that, um, you know, massively into her weights. Um, so what I'll do now is I'll just let Amy sort of elaborate a little bit on her background, you know, uh, how long she's been working as a nurse in the NHS, a little bit of training history, and then maybe uh, a bit of a random fact about you, Amy. Okay, T. Um, so I am a current district nurse, and I've been working as a nurse in the NHS for the last five years. Um, always comes with challenges, but especially in a pandemic. Oh, yeah. um, my training background, I've been training on and off since uh, 2012. So uh, when I went to uni, I had a friend um, who introduced me to weightlifting. So um, I've sort of been in and out since then. Um, I did struggle with an eating disorder prior to this. Um, and then after that, I sort of, I overcome it, I guess, because I um, focused my um, obsession with the eating rather on um, training instead. So that's how I got into uh, weightlifting. Sure, and we'll definitely sort of dig into that a little bit deeper in a bit because that was one of the, the main topics that we wanted to sort of go over today. Um, how about a bit of a random fact about yourself, Amy? Um, well, I didn't actually enjoy the gym, okay. I guess. Yeah. So how how long did it take you to sort of start enjoying it? Was it a case of, you know, starting to see, you know, when you started to see results that you sort of got into it a bit more or was there any... Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, it was always a bit of a chore, I guess. Um, mm. And then when I started seeing results, I sort of started to enjoy it. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that rings true with a lot of people, you know. Initially, it's a bit of a slog. But when you, you know, when you start to see those the progress coming through, your body starts to change, you know, it, it becomes a lot easier. Definitely. Mm. Awesome. All right. So obviously I know a little bit about your, your sort of work stroke lifestyle balance now. And I know like whilst we've been working together, we've sort of had some good conversations around, you know, how difficult that can be at times. How would you, what would you say in the last sort of 10 weeks, just tell us a little bit about your journey in the last 10 weeks and how, you know, have things improved or, yeah, just give us a bit of a rundown of, of how that looks at the moment. Okay. Uh, so, um, well, work-life balance, I, it's a challenge at the best of times. Uh, given that I'm now working, I usually work about 13 hours, which lately has turned into about 15-hour shifts, um, wow. starting about 7 a.m. and sometimes finishing midnight and then I'll start again at seven o'clock the next day so uh very busy and lots of planning involved um to be able to get in workouts and food um so social life obviously in a pandemic hasn't been 
exist in any way. But um, yeah, no, it's definitely a challenge to get everything in. And I probably don't have a very good work-life balance at present. Sure. Okay. And and would you say, excuse me, in the last five years, that's always been the case? Um, Has there been periods of time when you've been able to sort of, you know, navigate around that better? Or has it just always been, you know, this difficult, this difficult for yourself? No, I think uh, there's been times where it's been this difficult, but I'd say especially now, it's uh, been really tough. Um, Like I say, different challenges, obviously, in the job role at the moment, um, make it very challenging. um, And I think you've just got to be organised. Sure, sure. And obviously, we, we are currently in a pandemic, and that's been, you know, going on for the last three months. And would you say, you know, your workload and and how stressful things are for yourself have been higher within these last three months than, than it would be normally, would you say? Oh, definitely. Without a shadow of doubt, yes. I mean, it's quite a stressful job anyway. Yeah. But uh, then you add, obviously, that in definitely has been much more challenging uh, and much more stressful, which, yeah, brings other things into play, doesn't it? Always. Sure. And would you say, just out of, out of interest, would you say that's like the same for all departments? Because I know there's a lot of departments that are running sort of almost like, um, you know, I don't know if I'm right in saying sort of shadow shifts where they're just getting people on the phone and sort of doing, you know, appointments on the phone rather than getting them into, you know, into the, um, the hospital, just obviously to reduce the spread, etc. cetera. Um, would you say that's the same across the whole sort of front line no no it's definitely not no so um we still have to go and visit patients I've not spent a day in the office um I know GPs they so they're doing everything remotely well not everything but some things they're doing remotely Mm. uh so they are working from home and stuff but actually what I've doing we're not able to um work remotely so we have actually been seeing patients all the way through um and you know before I might have been seeing I don't know eight patients a day whereas now I've got 15 to see so the stresses have completely changed uh, and it's taken a totally different dynamic completely wow okay so you know navigating this this situation for yourself at the moment you say the main things just just for the listeners to give them a little bit of value here would you say it's you know the planning side of things just making sure that your day structured you know, optimally to make sure that you can get all the things that you need to do in order to, you know, get your training in and and ultimately sort of have the the health and 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 the body and all, and all the other stuff that goes with it. Um, would you say that's that's something that's you've, you've really sort of focused on? Definitely. Uh, I know you're a big fan of whiteboards, T. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> and uh, I love I love a list. So um, yeah. I, lists have been my life. Um, oh, wow, yeah. In the past four months, uh, you know, if I, it's not written down, it's not getting done. Um, and I think I prioritise what needs to be done, like I've seen that you have, mm-hmm. um, and make sure that it's been done. And that's, you know, it sort of saved me over the last 12 weeks. Sure. Uh, the white, I've got the whiteboard right in front of me now, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make sure, you know, we get some, some good points covered off. I, yeah. I'm exactly the same as yourself. I, I do love a whiteboard and, and a to-do list, so uh, <laughs> I could definitely relate to that. Um, okay, perfect. Um, so that's some good value there for, for people. You know, when you've got a lot on, you've got a very busy life, just getting some structure and making sure that you've, you know, you've got everything in place and the whiteboard does help massively because it's, you know, it's, you can see it, it's in your face, you know what needs to be ticked off 
Um, and, it, and it's a big, 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 big part of it, I think. Um, I agree. Awesome. Okay, so next I wanted to speak to you a little bit about night shifts. Because um, I know you do some of those, right, Amy? Okay, so uh, I don't do loads. I mean, my shifts are very strange. I'll do a day or an early but like I say, they're about 15 hours long. And then occasionally, maybe three times a month, I'll get a night shift thrown in and then I'll be back on a late shift the next day. So there's never actually a sort of rest period. Right. Um, so there's no um, there's no sort of routine to anything. It's just as and when. It's quite random, which I, I guess. Very random. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that can make it very difficult to get a good routine as well, especially with sleep, right? Yeah, I sleep. I think we've discussed this before. Uh, struggle with it. I I try and get seven hours at least, but I probably get about five. Uh, and like you know, that affects everything. Uh, I, sometimes that makes me feel more hungry. Sure. Uh, it makes training difficult. So I think then again, going back to to do lists and planning uh, really helps yeah. to be organised and get everything done. Sure. So um, within, you know, the last five years since you've been working in NHS as a nurse, would you say that you, um, there's been periods of time where you did more night shifts or has it always been sort of very inconsistent and just a few here and there? Um, it, it, yeah, it's really depended where I've been working. Uh, for the last four years, I haven't really done like block books of night shifts. Yeah. Um, but they've just been very random. Sure. Would you say there's anything um, off the top of your head that you would uh, recommend to other people who, who do n- night shifts? Um, would, you re- would you say there's anything that you sort of ensure that you try and do to ensure that, you know, you get a good night's sleep? Any, any habits? Anything that you found that work, that's worked for you at all? Um, pre-plan food, because I know on a night shift, I just crave sugar. Yeah. And you just pick at the nearest thing. Um, I mean, nurses especially love their chocolate and sweets and biscuits <laughs> and it's always always laying around and um if you've not got food you just go for that whereas if you've got food and a focus you're less likely to reach for that to get that sugar fix uh, for some quick energy so um having things planned and meal prep i guess yeah um i've found really helps uh, a black room mm-hmm. dark room um for sleeping because you know uh in the daytime if you're doing a night shift it's then everything's backwards so it's actually light um and earplugs love a pair of earplugs awesome uh you make some some really good points there um, and i think they you know many of those points are relatable to to people who uh, you know don't do night shifts i think the the meal prepping um yeah, the meal prepping that you've been doing is 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 massive um and, and you know so many can benefit from that because it's not just you know people who are working night shifts that struggle with with those cravings at times and it's not just yourself um and nurses that you know will have sort of rubbish laying around the office at times i think that's something that many of us struggle with you know so um funny enough i was having a conversation with my mum about this exact same thing last night the that, you know regarding the nutrition, the nutrition that is running around a, a ward with, with nurses is just because <laughs> my mum also works in the NHS as, as a part. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, she, I, I told her I was going to be having having this podcast for you this morning, and she says, "Definitely talk about that too. Definitely talk about that." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, up, and yeah. and patients, you know, they bring in chocolates as a thank you, which is wonderful. But fruit would be 
quite nice because I think in the NHS as well, you've got not just nurses, but doctors, lots of overweight people. And then we're giving out health um, information and benefits. But if that's coming from someone that's not not in great shape and not very healthy themselves, I just think that doesn't look great. And people don't take that on board as well as if we're setting a good example. Wow, that's an amazing point. So you also see it as part of your job role to be living the lifestyle and ensuring that you're, you're healthy and you're giving up across the right sort of message as well. I think it's important. I think it's really important, yeah, to set a good example. I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, awesome. Okay, um, so now, Amy, if you don't mind, um, I thought it'd be good to talk a little bit around um, uh, disordered eating. I know you had some mm-hmm. issues with this in your past, so... I think it'd be amazing for you to sort of elaborate on that a little bit, um, because I think it's it's you know it's probably a, a, it's probably a problem that many um, people have you know had issues with in the past, and often it probably doesn't get diagnosed. Would you would you agree with that? I would. I was actually never diagnosed um, myself, and I think I didn't push it, and I just sort of lived in a bubble. So um, I don't know how many years. It was quite a few years. Um, and I look back now and I realise I was actually really poorly. Um, I used to maybe eat a bowl of carrots a day. I'd weigh myself every day. Um, and I really saw food as a punishment rather than something that was good for me. Um, I remember at the lowest point that I was driving, I just remember the only way to get out would be to end it, really. I never was. I'd say suicide or didn't ever attempt to, but I remember being so low and so torn up in in the cloud of calories and uh, thinking food was bad, that that would be the only way that I was ever going to get better. Um, I just used to think about food constantly. It was, you know, I fell asleep thinking about calories and I woke up thinking about calories and it was never, it was never a positive thought. It was always, how can I not eat today? Um, And it was just horrible. It was an absolutely awful time. Um, And like I say, then when I found weightlifting, uh, my life, it changed completely. That's amazing. Um, And, you know, the the fact that you started weightlifting, was that a suggestion from from a healthcare professional? No. So uh, my friend Leon, um, I met at uni, who's now one of my best friends. Um, He was uh, weightlifting at the time. We were just having a conversation I think I sort of said about eating and he was like oh well why don't you come to the gym with me and just from there really um I mean when I first started training it was mainly legs that's all I ever did um and then as I went into different gyms you meet different people and uh, you start training properly um and I started to see real big results uh started eating properly um lived with a friend at that point when I was at uni and I'd start eating three meals a day and food was never a problem then I was just focused on on the weightlifting so it really brought me brought me through that part of my life and changed my life completely that's that's so incredible so it's like you know training is yeah like you say it's almost saved your life so there's never been a bigger sort of proponent of, of fitness than yourself, I would say, you know, after hearing this. I, you know, I wasn't fully aware of this. Um, so that really is amazing. Um, so I'm interested um, to, 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 to hear, you know, what was the, what was the switch that made you um, really sort of improve your relationship around food? 
Um, it just seems, it sounds simple. Just I started training and then all of a sudden I was fixed. It, it Surely it wasn't as simple as that. You know, what were some of the things, you know, what were some of the switches that really made you think, okay, I'm good now. Um, my relationship's better with nutrition. Like, just elaborate on that for me a little bit if you can. Um, I think I don't ever think it was like that quick. I think it was looking back probably over over the course of uni, so probably over three years that it happened. Um, I don't really remember specifically the day that I woke up and I was fine with food. Mm. Um, I think at times I sort of relapsed a little bit. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think it was because I knew to be able to weight lift, I needed, I needed nutrients, I needed energy to be able to do that. Sure. Um, I mean, I think a, a, a couple of stages, I probably got obsessed the other way. So I went obsessed with the gym. You know, there was days where if I missed it, I'd feel totally guilty. Um, and I think it's working out that balance, mm. uh, which can be really hard for some people. Um, I do know, I think quite a lot of people with eating disorders then do go into weightlifting. Um, I think there is quite a large correlation between the two that people really achieve um, good results uh, when they've had an eating disorder and sort of then changed it over. Yeah. I think as well, just, you know, if, just for the, for the layman, um, you know, that, that correlation between eating healthily and training is huge. I, I can speak for, my, for myself. If I'm not eating right, I don't want to train, you know, and vice versa. If I'm not, if I'm not training, you know, if I'm not training uh, well, then my nutrition just goes out the window. I'm, you know, it's very interesting that correlation between the two. And I've, I find it, you know, it, it occurs with so many people. Definitely. I will say um, up until coming on to coaching with you, I never actually had an eating plan sure. as such. So um, and I've really seen the change in the way I look as well, but the way I feel. So I just feel so much more healthy now. I've got a strict not strict as such, but a, a meal plan mm -hmm. um, and I understand eating a bit more. Sure. I think with the, um, I think many of us can benefit from having a structure there, you know, mm. and, then, and once we've got that structure there, we can then, it's almost like it gives you a little bit of freedom, you know, once you've got, once you've got the structure, then, you know, for example, if you go out on a social occasion, you know that, okay, this is, this is my, my usual, you know, you know, I just need to elaborate on the plan a little bit today that that might mean, you know, reducing, just like I mentioned to you the other day when we had, you know, the conversation about um, your sister's barbecue, you know, it's just a case of, you know, altering your nutrition earlier in the day just to leave a few calories in the evening. And this is such a simple and easy fix. And I think, you know, having that structure there just allows, allows us to have that freedom. I think, again, many of us benefit massively from having a bit of structure there. Definitely. And um, as you know, I really suffered with IBD. Well, I still suffer with it, but I used to get flare ups all the time uh, before I started with you um, and I'd get a really bloated stomach and the pain was absolutely indescribable. And actually, since starting and since having um, a, a diet plan as such, um, it, I've not had that at all. It, I've not had any problems with my stomach at all. And for me, that has been amazing. That's really, really um, completely made the whole process, if, you know, if nothing else has changed, which it obviously has. But that has been huge for me. That's incredible. I love that. So <clears throat> obviously looking into the future, I was, um, for the last sort of eight weeks, 
you've been on a, a bit of a fat loss phase. Obviously, you achieved some amazing results during that. Um, I can attest to that. <laughs> um, and now, obviously, the goal is to sort of consolidate that and, you know, sort of build on your physique a little bit more. Just to la- elaborate a little bit more for me on sort of what you're looking forward to and, you know, what you've got going on in the future in terms of your training. Obviously, the, the lockdown sort of um, being re- um, sort of relaxed now as well. So just elaborate a little bit on, you know, what you're looking forward to what you've got going on the next like couple of months so continuing with yourself um i've chosen to do that um because i like uh having the accountability like you said in previous podcasts i think that is huge uh to achieving results um and i love a plan so uh sticking with that um i want to obviously maintain the body fat that i'm at at the moment because i feel healthy and i feel happy Uh, But I want to build some muscle. So looking forward to getting back in the gym. I don't know how that will pan out with uh, obviously my shifts. And I think gyms are sort of opening eight till eight and you've got to book a slot and stuff. So I don't know how that will pan out uh, me getting back in the gym within the next few weeks. But I'll definitely aim for it Um, and seeing what I can achieve with my body uh, whilst staying healthy and being happy. Sounds amazing. Um, brilliant. So, as well, I wanted to speak to you just a bit, a bit of something off the cuff here. Um, yeah, I can see you're a big proponent of tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you got any sort of more of those planned in the future? I have actually. Um, on the 9th of August, so my good friend is a tattoo artist. Um, and on the 9th of August, I have got another tattoo on my sternum oh, wow. booked in. So, yes, yeah. Any more piercings? Not at the moment, no. Okay. Not a- you want your nose done, don't you? Well, I was looking into that. Yeah. You I, should. I, I think I think it would look good. A little nose ring on you. Yeah, you're a fan of the look. Yeah, I, I put am. it out there, and uh, I, I must say the the overall consensus was positive. So go for it. Yeah, it um, let's see. It's a little bit different. I bet you're scared of needles, aren't you? A big, no, big not, bloke not really. like you. No? No, not, not really scared of needles. <laughs> no, as long as I look the other way, I'm good. <laughs> Go for it. Go and get it done. All right. I, m- I might well do that. I might well do that. <laughs> um, awesome. Amy, um, you provided some amazing value there. I thought what, what it would be good to do just to finish off is... Uh, so I like to keep a little bit of humour in these, you know, where possible, if, if, it, if it allows. So I thought it'd be good to wrap up with um, some pet peeves for the gym, Amy. Okay. All right. So we're going to go back and forth. I'm going to, I'm going to go with my first one. Um, obviously, I've been working within the fitness industry for 10 years. So I, I, there's been a few pet peeves that have come up in my, in my time. Um, so the first one for me would be the, the whole body odour thing. Um, you know, if you're, if you're coming to the gym... Take a bloody shower, right? (laughs) (laughs) Strongly agree, yes. And the smell of cooking on people, I don't like. Oh, yes. So fried food obviously stinks. Oh, yeah, that's Um, (laughs) And people that stand outside smoking. You're going into the gym and you're smoking. Oh, what? So what? Training and then coming out and having a cigarette as a warm up. Or before they go in. (laughs) Oh, before they go in. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) To be fair, I knew I know a few characters who actually There we go. Work within the fitness industry used to do that, but I won't name any names. Don't name any names. <laughs> um, all right, you go next then. So give me a give me a pet peeve. Oh, this is going to sound bitchy, but I'm going to throw it out there. Girls that go with a full face of makeup and go and just look in the mirror. 
that that's it have you not got a mirror to do that at home <laughs> do you know what i was on my walk this morning and i was thinking all right let, let, let me see let me look into my pet peeves let me get some good ideas and that was actually one of the last was ones it? but I, I thought do you know what maybe i'll, I'll leave that uh, i'll leave that one out but uh, you it, brought it up so <laughs> it sounds bitchy but i can think of a few and they don't even lift any weights or do any cardio they literally go and pick up a two kilogram dumbbell and just stand there looking pretty. <laughs> Whilst, meanwhile, I'm dripping in sweat and looking like an absolute mong. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is why, quite often, I'll just train in a uh, spit and sawdust gym. Because, quite frankly, it's off-putting. <laughs> it is. I do like a spit and sawdust gym. I'm, I love them. And yeah. like you said on a previous podcast, environment. Yeah. And I think finding somewhere where you yes. feel comfortable and where you can get down yeah. uh, and train properly is huge. Yeah, we'll have to get a spit and sawdust session at some point. Yes, sure. definitely. <laughs> um, all right, my turn. Um, I would say, okay, for, there's this, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to name any names, but there's one guy, and, and again, this is just one guy, but this could be, you know, so many people. He comes into the gym and, one of, you know, me and my client would often laugh about him. Um, and he is just continuously lifting his top up and looking at his abs in between sets. <laughs> Which is, I, I guess, it's fairly similar to the to the girls who come in with face and makeup. You know, we're there to train. Go ahead and train. Do you know what I mean? Stop looking at your your abs every, you know. Every, every, and I always every find day. that it's the people that have actually not got any abs that are looking <laughs> looking in the mirror like that. Well, to be fair to this one fellow, he he did have some abs, but he didn't okay. have much else going on. So it's it's kind of a. You know, you've got abs, mate. But you, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it, you know. So uh, maybe that was a bit bitchy there. <laughs> no. All humour. <laughs> uh, all right, your turn. We'll, do, we'll have a couple more and then we'll wrap it up. Um, or oh, the people that just drop the weights on the floor. You know, they've, they've picked up these huge weights that they can barely lift, but it looks good, right? <laughs> and then they just drop them on the floor and the whole place shakes. Yeah, do you know you what? You pick that, them that, up it, nicely. Yeah, kind of, so you can put them down nicely. Yeah, that that's a great shout, actually. Um, and it was actually one of the ones that I had on my list here. So, uh, we we agree on that one. Okay, last couple. So for me, it's the sitting in between sets and hogging a bit of equipment <laughs> and texting. <laughs> Again, yes. I think we can all relate to that one, right? Us, we, us we, people we, who go to the gym to train. Uh, that is one of uh, that might be the worst one actually and then then now you know if things are going to be restricted i bet yeah. people will still do that yes that's a good point actually mm. because because the session is going to be restricted like an hour time is so precious now time is always precious but even even more so now you know there's, there's probably going to be a few arguments <laughs> um people that you've just got on a machine i will say it's mainly men that come and do this i don't know if it's because i'm female but you you've just got on a machine they've just seen you sit down and they say how many sets oh do you know what amy i that, that i'm gonna have to hold my hand up here i quite Are you? yeah when i was working um within per with, with people in person that would be me all the time because for that exact same reason, you know, someone just sitting down hogging a bit of equipment. If I'm trying to get an efficient session with someone and someone's just sitting there, I am that person. But, but who goes if you've that. just sat down, what I mean is I've just sat down to yeah. start something, not even started, you know, right. just sat down oh. and then they come over straight away. <laughs> 
that's still probably me. <laughs> oh, T, you've got to stop that. <laughs> but look, the way I see it with, with Although, this... Although, if you're training someone, it's a bit different. Yeah. because it's a bit different. Yeah, I've, I've, got to get, I've got to get a client in a fitness yeah. session, right? So that's my main goal. And I'm, I'm always polite as well. I, I'll, I'll, I would simply say to, to a member, you know, is there any way we can jump in with you in between, in between your sort of rest periods? I've never sort of, you know, be rude about it or brash about it, you know. So um, I've, on the whole, I've never really had any issues with that because I'm, I'm, I feel that I'm pretty You're polite. polite. Yeah, yes, yes. I'd say so. Um, okay, amazing. Uh, Amy, that was, that's my first guest podcast and um, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. How about you? Thank you for inviting me to come and speak. I've never done a podcast in my life, so it's all very new to me. Uh, so uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what it comes out like. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm but no, confident. I've enjoyed it. Uh, amazing. I'm pretty confident that we've uh, provided some good value um, there. Just for the listeners, if anyone wants to follow you on Instagram, because I know you're, you're fairly uh, you're regular on there, and um, mm. you know you do get out some sort of funny memes and stuff. So uh, if anyone wants to follow you, what's your Instagram name? And I'll. I'll put it in the show notes there. Um, it's a strange one because I don't want loads of patients following me. So it's not oh, actually got okay. my name in it, but it's um, at AJK2619. Okay, lovely. Okay, there we, there we go, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I'll obviously be sharing this on Monday. Um, as normal, we're recording this a little bit earlier in the week uh, this week. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. I'd love to hear your feedback and uh, I'll catch you all soon. Um, thanks a lot, Amy. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye now.